Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez the Best. Today is Friday, August 11, 2023. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. 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 How's your week? How's your week? How's your week been going? Huh? My week has been, if you notice, my voice is a little bit horsey, uh, because I've been doing a lot of voiceovers. Uh, you guys, I know if you listen to my episode, maybe two or three episodes back, I talk about doing these voiceovers, like a bunch of voiceovers for not so much money, but you know, if you add up all those voiceovers, it ends up being a pretty good amount of money. And they have just been nonstop this, this two, last two weeks. It's pretty crazy. Uh, so that's what I've been busy with. Uh, I also had a hosting last week. If you watch my stories, uh, it was for CyberZone. It was pretty cool. Uh, it was for SM CyberZone Cyber Month. It was, there was like a lot of gaming stuff. There was a, a P-pop group there who I'd never heard of, uh, at the time. They were pretty good. Uh, they were called Kaya. Kaya is here. That, that's their call sign, you know. Black pink in your area is Kaya is here. <laughs> and then they played games. Like, there's a lot of emphasis on, like, gaming. Uh, Ian Mercado is there. If you don't know Ian Mercado, she's a, she's like a pre- pretty popular Pinoy, Pinoy streamer. And, uh, ding, 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 ding. What's his name? Eruption. Eric Tai Eruption was there. Because if you didn't know, besides, uh, having, uh, a big ass body and, and, uh, body like jelly that moves when he dances, He's also a, a avid gamer. And they play Dota. Dota. Or in the US, they call it Dota. Dota 2. Defense uh, of the age, uh, no? Defense of the Ancients. I think that's what it is. So if you don't know, for fun fact, okay, Dota, I never played it, but I know for a fact, wait, I don't know for a fact, but I'm just going off of my, my pop culture reference here is that it was a mod of Warcraft 3, which I did play. I played Warcraft 3. Like way back in the day, uh, and so it was, it was like a mod of that, and then it became just a full fledged game. So it was pretty cool, man. Yeah, Eruption is as big as you imagine him when you see his videos. You know, if you've ever seen it, you probably if you have TikTok, you must have seen him dance that ting 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 dance at least once in your life. So it was pretty cool to just stand next to him. He was he's a behemoth of a man. So that was a pretty cool hosting and it, it was, uh, it was, it was really interesting to, to like interact with them on stage for a little bit. It was fun. Uh, but yeah, other than that, voiceover work. And today, by the way, release of this, uh, podcast, August, uh, 11, I always mark it on my calendar every year. I call it my Pinasversary. So I moved here in 2015. So this is my eighth year in the Philippines. So, so today on Instagram, I posted a little bit of a throwback and I'm, I'm planning to do that over the next few days. So, you know, if you happen to listen to this, you know, check it out within the next week and you'll see like throwback memories. So the first thing that I posted today were uh, pictures and screenshots of my time as a commercial 
talent. Uh, I don't really know what the, the correct term is because whenever people talk about it with me, they're like, oh, model ka or oh, ano, uh, talent ka or oh, you're uh, you're an actor. And I really feel like I'm none of the above. I was just kind of there, <laughs> say, at, I guess acting, but I don't know. Uh, but it, it's, it's pretty cool going down the memories of it, right? Like I was able to find screenshots from like a tender, juicy commercial. The Skyflakes one for me is always going to be my favorite one. In terms of whenever I think of my favorite project, it's Skyflakes because it was the first and if I'm not mistaken, the only commercial that made it to TV nationally. You know, so I was seen like in all of the Philippines at one point. Somebody probably saw me. It was it was just a cool, just cool to think about. It was in, it was in 2016. I remember that I was watching the NBA finals with my cousin Kuya Jed, who was visiting at the time. And we were in this Airbnb that he was staying in, in Makati. And uh, in between the break, I forgot if it was on the actual channel that we were watching the NBA on, but we were just channel surfing in between maybe. And we saw it and I was like, what? It it felt so cool, man. I was like, damn, I'm on TV. Of course, no one recognized me, right? I I, I barely have any... I mean, I have exposure there because I'm not the main lead dude, but I have enough screen time that if you knew who I was, you'd be like, wait, is that him? But even people who knew me have seen that commercial and they're like, oh, my God, that was you. Because if you're not really paying attention, I just look like a a regular dude in the commercial. (laughs) But to me, that's always like my fondest thing. But other commercials that I remember you know, stumbling upon, like I've done a lot of digital ads. So I've done one for uh, Insular Life, which is a insurance company. I did one for like the seafood company. I did one for a bus company called Partas, which is my probably my second favorite project. Uh, oh, no, actually. So Skyflakes is my like favorite project in terms of the, the impact of it. But the favorite project that I've, that I've ever done is the Partas bus company one, because on that one, uh, we actually took their like Partas uh, special edition bus, whatever their deluxe buses with the reclining seat and shit like that. And we went all around uh, Ilocos Norte because their routes usually go to the north because the, the bus company is owned by uh, Chavit Singson, right? And I think he's, he's like really a big, big thing in the north. <laughs> he owns like the Baluarte Zoo, which we went to and was part of that shoot. So and I've never really traversed up to the north except for Baguio. Uh, so it was my first time to go to like La Union and uh, to go to um, Calle Cristobal and Lawag. Is it Lawag? The, the, and then also the the windmills up north. I forgot the name of the place, but it was my first time, and it was all you know for for free, pretty much. Actually, I was getting paid to go there. So not only was it I didn't have to pay, I was getting paid to like visit these places and there were no there were no acting lines that was the best part like there was a if you watch the video they actually got somebody else to do the the lines there's like voiceover lines they tested me like they they made me do the voiceover lines uh you know i i think i just sent it afterwards but i guess i wasn't <laughs> filipino enough <laughs> for them uh so they they went with a voice actor who did not match my face if you if i do so you know and uh, if I do say so myself, but so all I had to do was go to these places and act like a tourist. It was the best. I did like sand surfing and 
you know, we got free food like everywhere. I got to go to the zoo and like touch a tiger, which was crazy in hindsight, right? Like if I didn't have to do it for the shoot, I probably would not go near that tiger. Um, yeah, so there's that. What else? Oh, speaking of getting my voice dubbed, the Tender Juicy commercial, they also dubbed my voice, which is weird because I only had one line. And the line was, I know na pareho nila akong love. And I did it a few times during the shoot. And I think I nailed it. But if you look at the video, it doesn't sound like me. Uh, but that's because I know what I sound like. So maybe to most people, it didn't really matter. Um, so yeah, that, that, what else did I do? Um, there is one, I, I remember seeing a screenshot. One of my first ever projects with, uh, people my age was for a hotel in Pasay that I don't know who the market is. I don't know if it's really for, for like Balikbayan, because the name of the hotel is Balikbayan Hotel. Or Kabayan Hotel. I'm not sure. I forgot. One of those two. So I don't know who really stays there. If it's really Balikbayans or, or OFWs or is it, you know, like foreigners with the, with their pokpoks. I don't really know what the market is. I don't know. Is it like a Sogo? <laughs> I don't know. But we did a commercial and I remember being there with a bunch of people my age and I got to become friends with them. And I still remember, like, I still remember I'm looking at the picture right now. Like there was like, so, uh, there's Aaron, there's Ari, there's Ara, there's RC, uh, there's, uh, Richelle, and, uh, Pia. I still remember their names, man, in real life. They were really cool. And I remember that shoot. That was pretty fun, too, because all we did was act like Barcada and eat ice cream. And then we did like a jump shot. And we just hung out most of the day in the holding area, which was an air conditioned room in, in, in Kabayan Hotel. So that was that was pretty fun too. And then what else did I do? I, I found one for a real estate project that I did. That was an interesting one because we had to lip sync to a song, and it was a song that I think it's one of those free to use songs. So I'd never heard of it, so we had to kind of like learn the lyrics. And they were playing it on like a speaker while we were shooting, and we, we were in a car. And there's this one scene I, I can't believe I was able to do it with my fucked up knee. But there's one scene where I, I, it's a, we were in a convertible car and I jump into the back of the back seat of the convertible. And that's not a stunt double. That was actually me. <laughs> it looked pretty cool. I was like, whoa, that's badass. I played an art director in that and I had long hair. Like I, I had like a, a mini ponytail, I think at the time. And so I, I guess they, they thought I looked like an art director. So that was a pretty, pretty fun shoot as well. And then there's one for Hinebra, but I was just on the like the side. I was not the main guy. I remember the main guy in that. His name is Kevin Almogente, I think. We're friends on Facebook, but he is a full-time. I think he still does it, but when I remember at the time, he had so many projects, so he was always like the lead guy. So that was a that was a cool shoot too, but that one, I remember that that has a fond memory for me because that project took 18 months to pay me. They promised me money in three months. It took them a year and a half to get paid. And it took months of following up. Although they did add money because it was late, which I don't mind. You know, that's fun. But damn, that, that was also the harsh reality of commercial acting as well. Uh, uh, maybe I can talk about that. So sometimes you, they, when you get casted, they'll give you the TF, right? They'll give you the talent fee. They'll say, you know, 60k gross or net or whatever. Usually you want to see what your net home, take home pay is. Uh, 
And then you have to take 30% from the agency that, that got you. Because most of these aren't direct castings. You have to go through an agency. So how it works is there's a client, right? The client can be, you know, Skyflakes, Tender, Juicy, whatever. And then they go through a casting agency. So the casting agency are the ones that look for talents. But the casting agencies reach out to talent agencies. It's like a whole structure. Uh, so the casting agencies send the, like the brief or the peg to all these agencies. And then the agencies, they're the ones who like, okay, which talents fit this peg? And then they send the talents there. So, you know, the casters get a fee from the client. And I think they get a fee from the, the, the agency. I'm not really sure. But I know they make bank. From what I've heard, they make bank. The agencies get 30% from you once you get the gig, if you get the gig. That's how it kind of works. Uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's the main like pipeline of money flow in the commercial world for a talent. So they send it. And then uh, one of the biggest kind of problems with some of the agencies before i remember there was this there was this thing there's there's two main things that i remember being a big problem one was double agencies sending the same talent because there is something called exclusive talent and then there's like free there's like non-exclusive talent so in terms of how many commercial agencies there are usually they're all in makati i would say there's probably maybe at least 30 i'm guessing 30 Maybe 20 that 20 of them are really well known. The rest are like small time agency, quote unquote agencies. Because when I say agencies, you're thinking probably like if you watch any Hollywood HBO show set in Hollywood, you know, you, you walk into a, a, a talent agency and they have glass doors. No, 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 no. Some of them are pretty okay. But there are some agencies, it's like a laundry room like room and they just have a little place there for a camera to film your VTRs and they have maybe a laptop that's it, it's some of them some of the agencies that I went to like to either profile or sometimes they host VTRs there are ratchet like they are it, it looks unprofessional it I'm not gonna name which ones they are you know professional courtesy but it's it's not as glamorized as you think it is right so all these agencies their goal is to find as many talents that they can send to casters. But the thing is, there are talents that are non-exclusive, meaning they don't sign with a specific agency. They have the free reign to profile. They call it profile or, or like, I guess, add it to, be added to the database of other agencies. So for example, like, I'm not, I'm going to name some of the agencies that I work with. So Axel, Monaco and uh, Merge. Those are three agencies. So I had profiles at each of them. But the thing is, sometimes casters would send that uh, peg or that brief to all three agencies. So there were times when I would get three text messages from three different agencies. Now, what the your, the professional thing to do as a non-exclusive talent is to reply to the first one who sent it to you, right? So... Uh, for example, let's say Monaco sent me this, this text and then I got a text from Merge and then I got a text from Axel. So if I plan to go to the VTR, I'm going to text Monaco and say, 
uh, yes, we'll go to this. And then professional courtesies to text Axel and merge the other two that came after and say, hi, sorry, uh, someone sent this to me already. But the, the thing is there, it's a very petty industry. If you say no too many times to one agency, they're going to stop contacting you, which makes sense. You know, I, I get it. It makes sense. Like maybe they're like, okay, why waste our time with this talent who always says no? So that's also, I guess, the benefit of sticking with only two or three and then just really going for the ones that, you know, that, that you fit the bill and, and going for the, going with the ones that always send you the, you know, that send you castings. So why would you ever audition for multiple agencies? I guess is a question you might be asking. Uh, why would you ever have three or four agencies instead of just sticking with one if apparently they send it to all these agencies? Well, the thing is they don't. Some casters only send to specific agencies. So if you have more agencies, you have a wider net, so to speak. But then, yeah, if you go back to the problem, like the initial problem is if you keep saying no to certain ones, they won't contact you anymore. You have to develop like a relationship with at least one or two and then just kind of stick with it. That's my, that's my advice to anybody. I don't know how it works now, you know, post pandemic and whatnot and online castings here and there. I don't know if they still have that kind of stigma associated with, you know, saying no to projects because now it's just so much easier. You don't have to go in person anymore, if I'm not mistaken. So that's one issue. The other issue, uh, besides sending double talents is the, well, that exactly the, the, the multiple agency thing to the point where they, they, I don't know if there's some sort of union or governing body behind casters and agencies or whatever. I know they there's uh, like a uh, an official group, but I don't know how much how much clout or sway they have. But they released a memo to all agencies saying you're only allowed to profile at two or three. Because I swear to God, swear to God, because I didn't know anything at the time. I profiled at like twelve, twelve agencies, something like that. Like I had ten or twelve casters texting me for like at least a year. And the thing is, I got projects with like six or seven of them. So, you know, like for me, it helped me. And I never double booked at all, like ever. But it's happened before where uh, agencies will be fighting because they, they both sent that text to the talent. And the talent wrote on the sign-in sheet like a different thing. And so there's like, I don't know if there's legal disputes, like financially. I don't know what happens at that, but that talent probably gets blacklisted. That agency, both agencies like get blacklisted for a little bit from the caster. It's a whole ordeal. So to the point that they came up with that two agency rule, you're only allowed to have two agents. Me, you know, I didn't give a fuck, right? Like I was, I stuck with, I stuck with two, but if somebody from a different agency sent me a casting that my main two didn't, why won't I take it? doesn't make sense, right? I'm professional enough to like know that I'm not going to double book myself. So that those are the main like it, issues in casting. I mean, if you want to delve into the deeper issues, there there there's a lot wrong with the casting world in my opinion. Uh and this is someone that has gotten work. Like I I I wrote in my Instagram caption that some people, man, for real, go months or years, VTRing. And this was when you had to go in person. Pre-pandemic, when you couldn't just send videos on Telegram, you had to go to Makati on a weekday, middle of the day. So a lot of these people are not full-time, especially the ones that haven't booked projects. These people are aspiring 
you know, to just get into commercial. A lot of them have full-time jobs. So people are taking leaves to go to this thing. And it would take months and years for people to get work. So the other, like one of the main things, and I'm sure I have some commercial model friends that would attest to this. There are like favorites. And I get it. Like they're they're pretty good, like acting wise, I would say. But there are a lot of commercials where you don't really have to be a good actor. You just kind of have to just do stuff. But for some reason, they have these, there are talents that just get every fucking commercial. And maybe that's just me being bitter or whatever, semi-bitter. Like, uh, it, but I know, and I always say this joke when I talk about it, is that there are some talents when they walk into the room, when they walk into the casting, I leave because I know they're going to get it. And when I, when I go on the, you know, when I go look on TV and I see that, you know, uh, there's a new soft drink ad and I audition for the soft drink ad. And I remember if I did the audition, they made me do a certain action. When I see on TV, it's that guy and he's doing the action that they made us audition. So it's like, Oh yeah, he got it, man. No surprise, man. I have a few names in mind and, you know, congrats to them. <laughs> but, but man, it, it, it's frustrating because, and then the casters, like you can tell that the casters love these people because when they come in, they're all buddy buddy. And I guess it's, it's, it's a, it's an element of, you know, it's the not, it's the hands you shake, right? So maybe they just, they're really good at PRing. Who knows? So yeah, that, that's the commercial world for you. It's a fun time, but definitely it's not sustainable unless you are super like you're always getting projects or if you look like a Greek god. <laughs> I guess I, I mean, there was a time when Brazilians, Brazilian, I don't know if they were pure Brazilian, but a lot of them were pure Brazilian. Uh, there were so many Brazilians here and they were going for all the commercials. I feel like that, that phase has died, like the Daniel Matsunaga kind of look. Like, do you remember that? 2016, 17, 18, they were everywhere. And I, and I remember talking to a, uh, I forgot if it was an agent or a caster. And they were saying that the Brazilians make more money here than they do in Brazil. And apparently they're just average looking in Brazil, <laughs> but they're like super amazing looking here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I see these guys in casting sometimes. And I'm like, damn, this guy could be a model for, for Calvin Klein and doing runways and shit. It's, it's insane. Like what I've seen, I've been to castings where there are, like models that look like they could be on Victoria's Secret and whatever, like the counterpart of that for me, Abercrombie and Fitch. Like they walk in and they're like six foot four and you can see their, their abs through their t-shirt. Like what? Like we're competing with these guys. <laughs> what the fuck? It was, it was, it was a trip, man. Uh, yeah. So there's a time when there was like, it was like Brazilian dudes all, all everywhere. And, and, but now apparently that trend has died according to people that I've talked to. But it, it really is an exercise in like, in patience. Like you really have to just keep going. Whenever someone talks to me about doing commercials, like if they ever ask for advice, I, I just tell them like, go to every casting because you, you really have to shoot every shot. And I would say my batting average which is not bad. I might think my batting average is like five to 10%, which is, I think, pretty high. So for every 10 projects that I, every 10 VTRs that I went to, 
I might get one, which is pretty good. For Or for every hundred, I'll get five to ten, which is pretty good if you ask me. Because, and I went to every casting because I had a lot of free time. So imagine people with full-time jobs that can only go to maybe one casting uh, during their lunch break or whatever. It, it's It's tough, man. And these castings take forever you know before online it takes forever forever they'll they'll text you the time right vtr 10 a.m to 12 p.m if you are not there at 9 15 if you get there at 10 15 like you're 15 minutes late to the call time of the 10 a.m you will be waiting there for an hour or two because everybody comes at 10 and everyone signs in on the sheet and it's first come, first serve. So if you get there at 9.15 or 9.30, you have a chance of going first. And then you can move on to the next casting. And I was so good about time management. Like if I had three castings on the day, the first one's at 11 a.m., I'm there at 10. And then as soon as that's done, I I, I run or I guess if it's nearby, I, I walk really fast to the next casting spot. And there are only a few castings. And there, most of them are in Makati. And at that point, I learned how to take the Jeep to get closest to it and then just like walk there. So, yeah, that is the wild world of commercial acting. I know some people, if you have questions about it, uh, feel free to reply in Spotify. I have two questions from Spotify that I'm going to answer today. So if you have questions about it, you can DM my podcast Instagram. You know, if you have any if you want me to tell you any stories about the commercial world uh, or you can uh, qu- ask the question here on Spotify. OK, let's move on to Questions on Spotify, uh, or at least comments on Spotify. So William says, because I was trashing the HBO Go app, uh, William says HBO Go app equals trash, but the contents on HBO are five out of five. Uh, I agree. HBO has a lot of great shows, but their app is literally the worst. I, I was trying to go through it, I think, a couple days ago. And it like would freeze every five seconds. It was so bad. So bad. HBO app. HBO go app. And then he suggested a topic. The future of Twitter or X. What are your thoughts? Um, huh. I mean, I think the move to X is stupid, but I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> right? Elon Musk knows what he's doing. I, I mean, I'm guessing he knows what he's doing because a lot of people bashed Twitter or didn't like Twitter after Elon Musk took over, I'm going to play devil's advocate and say that Twitter got a lot more engaging for me once Elon Musk took over and messed with the algorithm. Although I feel like the algorithm is a little bit weird. Like sometimes if you just if you like one post and it'll show you all these other ones, sometimes I'll get some weird videos like weird, weird, like Twitter or I guess X accounts now that just post like random crazy shit and some of them is pretty interesting some of them is pretty like why would i ever want to watch this but before elon musk took over i would usually just see tweets from my friends that i followed and a few maybe four or five accounts that i didn't follow that maybe fit the bill but ever since he took over i feel like it's the second best algorithm next to TikTok. In terms of content, it exposes you to that you that the that they that it thinks you will find interesting. Because TikTok for me has the best algorithm 
because I can go on my For You page. I will see videos that I've never seen before, but it's all interesting to me, most of them. Uh, if you like a DJing video, it'll show me other accounts of other DJs with similar mixing of music that I will be engaged with. Twitter, on Twitter, or on X, yeah, on X, I, you know, my, my X, like, timeline is mostly crazy videos of, like, the animal kingdom doing crazy shit, like, like, whales eating lions. I, I don't know if there's a whale eating lion video, but, you know, if there was a whale eating lion video, X's algorithm would probably show it to me. Uh, but it's mostly video and picture content, like, memes. And I find it all pretty good. Like, I could swipe through X once a day and find stuff that is interesting or funny to me. <clears throat> so, what do I think of the future of X, though? I think it's going to survive. Because if it's any indication, when Instagram launched Threads, and then it immediately uh, dropped off a cliff a week later, there is no challenger to X. There is no challenger to Twitter. No one will make a primarily text-based social media that will topple it. I think it's safe in that regard, right? Uh, I mean, so I don't think anything will topple TikTok now in terms of video output and video content. Even with Instagram Reels doing their thing, TikTok will not die, if you ask me. It has, it has in, a, in essence, it has, like a, it has a safety net. Like, it will not die because it's the go-to place. So the go-to place for quick thoughts and, you know, quick hit content is X. Instagram, I feel like Instagram is also, it won't die because Instagram is just, it's the iconic. It's iconic, right? And I don't think it's going to go down the path of Facebook where, because Facebook sucks, man. Like Facebook is awful. Like I hate Facebook. Like it's just, I don't know what's going on when I go on the Facebook feed. It, it, it It's showing me relatives and then it's showing me sponsored posts. And then it's showing me like articles of things that I'm not interested in. It's so weird. But Instagram usually is, is cool with me. And stories, I think, is not, is the one that will keep it alive. If anything, if anything, Instagram stories de- destroyed, destroyed uh, Snapchat, right? And TikTok stories are not the vibe. TikTok stories are lame. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. You go on TikTok to watch videos that are posted on somebody's, like, feed. You don't go on TikTok to do the, the TikTok. Because TikTok has, like, a 24-hour stories feature, but it, it's not used by a lot of people. It's it's garbage. So, in that regard, Instagram is safe as well. So, yeah, I think X will survive because uh, there's no challenger to it, right? If If Instagram's threads couldn't do it, who can? You literally leverage the platform of... I don't know. Is it billions? No. Hundreds of millions of people on Instagram to get easy access to a a platform that is very similar to Twitter, and it failed. There's no way anyone will create something to topple X. Uh, In terms of their business plan and whatnot, like, did you know, because I follow a lot of gamers. So, and that's another one on my Twitter feed. It's it's a lot of Warzone and gaming videos and gamer content creators. Uh, So I've learned this from them that Twitter actually now pays for per engagement, like for engagement on your tweets, whether it's video posts or like just text posts. You can, if you farm engagement on Twitter, I saw somebody make like 
$9,000 a month just from tweeting all the time and people engaging with their tweets, right? So I'm thinking I should just become a basher and like call out people <laughs> and like and, and have people engage. I don't know if they'll pay you for that, TVH, but that that's the uh, that's the business plan of Twitter. And I think it's working. And if I, I mean, I don't know, like I don't understand the whole mechanics of how social media makes money because there's like Twitter blue, right? And and now apparently on Instagram, if you've gone on your Instagram and you've looked through your feed and you see that some people that you follow, like your friends, they're somehow verified now. And you're like, oh, that's cool. But then you realize that there's a bunch of your friends are finally verified. It's because Instagram, you can now pay for the blue verification mark on Instagram. If you didn't know. And I have nothing against that. Uh, you know, like I think it's, it's great because A, it gives you extra features or whatnot. Uh, but just in case you didn't know, like there are people who are verified now that they paid for the verification. But Twitter rolled that out earlier. Twitter did something called Twitter Blue or Twitter Verified or whatever. And you could pay, I think it's $5 a month or $10 and you get a blue check mark. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's that. So I don't know how they're making money versus Who's giving money to creators? Because Twitter, if Twitter is paying its content users, I guess it's like YouTube ads. So YouTube, I don't, you know, YouTube makes money because of ads, right? So does Twitter do that as well? I guess. So yeah, sorry to bore you with, with that long-winded answer, William, but I, I, in TLDR, I too long didn't read. I think X will survive. I think it's still going to be a viable platform. Uh, there's a lot of creators that are doing well on there and nothing will beat it in terms of that style of content. It's no one's going to topple it. I don't see it happening in terms of the switch to X, the name X. I think it sucks because Twitter is so iconic. You know, you send a tweet, you know, what do you do now? You send an X, you send an O, you know, X and O's. I don't know. I don't know what, what, what the thing is now, but it's not the same. But my phone's it's still labeled Twitter. Maybe because I don't have auto updates on because I never update apps unless absolutely necessary. Uh, so maybe that's why it's not X yet on my phone. It's still Twitter. All right. Uh, moving on. John Ferrari says, A Man Called Ove is the title of the book and the Swedish movie that got the Academy Awards. Oh, it got Academy Awards. I didn't know that. Did it win Best foreign film or something so i was talking about a man called otis and i've seen it on uh, instagram threads believe it or not that people have been watching it on netflix because it's it's you know it's on there it's easy to access and people are loving it and i was talking on the podcast i think last week and i was like yeah what's the name of that swedish book and movie that it is based off of so that's what it's called a man called ove which i haven't seen but i hear it's good but also based on my reddit like deep dive it's not I, I think the difference between the Tom Hanks American version and the Swedish version is that it's heavier, I think, right? The Swedish one is a little bit heavier. It's not as comedic, but I might be wrong. But if you've seen it, John, let me know if it's worth, all right? So yeah, 35 minutes in, that is the podcast, I guess. I was going to talk about, you know, speaking of of Twitter and, and X, I was going to talk about my friend Ayin. And, and Nylon Manila getting hashtag canceled by Katrin Bernardo's, uh, fans. You know, the cult of Katrin. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm sorry if you're a Katrin fan, but man, some of the fans are just straight up toxic, man. And they were mad about an article that Nylon posted, the wording choice that it was used. And you know, I read the, cause right now, if you try to read it, right? If you try to read the article, just so you know, I don't think, then I guess that's Nylon's fault. Maybe they didn't put like an edit on there, but they edited it already. Because people were so mad at some of the the wording, but I read the original article, and people are are I feel like are just dissecting it too much, and they're so offended for their favorite artist that hasn't even said a single thing about it. You know, you know they're defending somebody who maybe I don't know. I mean, doesn't need to be defended. I, I guess. I mean, it's it's cool to like support your favorite artists, and if somebody says something disparaging about them, to stand up for them. But yeah, and you know, I'm not saying they didn't have the right to call out Nylon, but but some of the people calling them out are doing it in a way that is just downright. Uh, I can't. I don't know what the right word is. In my mind, the word that stands out is Jejimon. <laughs> Or, or, uh, straight up uncultured. Like, that's what it is. Like, you, some people are attacking personal attributes and personal traits of Ayin, who's the editor in chief of, of Nylon. She didn't even write the article. I know she's in charge of, like, approving everything. Um, so lucky for the guy who wrote the article. No one's giving him shit at all. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. It's 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 unbelievable. It, it, it reminds me of the Aldub cult, the cult of of Aldub. You guys know that, right? Like, so Main Mendoza got married, and there are still people on this earth, on the internet, with access to the internet, and they know how to type. I don't know, like, how. <laughs> you know, I, I sometimes I feel like these people can't be real, but they have access to the internet. They know how to load data to their phones. You know, I'm not calling them stupid, but it in my mind, they're stupid. Like people who really believe that Alden Richards has a is it like there's like a clone of him, and like he, they're really married in real life, and they're just not showing it to them. Like, how can these people be real? Be honest. How how do these people exist on Earth and believe it? Like how how do these delusional people exist on Earth? It's crazy to me. Um, yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of in that vein where. If you say one bad thing about your favorite artist, they will defend you to the death. No matter how like minor or major the infraction is against them. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I, there are Liz, I'm, I'm just saying right now, we didn't talk about it on Halal Show because we didn't really record this week, but there are Lizzo fans, I'm sure, that are still standing by Lizzo right now. And I don't know how you can stand by Lizzo with all the allegations against her right now. <laughs> You'd have to be straight up delusional to think that, that, that you can just be like, no, Lizzo is fucking never done any wrong. Despite all the like evidence that's being posted towards her, all the video stuff that has been shown, not just this current lawsuit that she's in, but she said and done a lot of kind of stupid stuff. But people who are fans of Lizzo die hard are like, nope. That's my queen. <laughs> I don't know. Same with Taylor Swift fans, man. 
you can't you cannot say you don't like a Taylor Swift album on on online because they will come for your head. They'll say, "Oh, you don't understand good writing. Oh, you don't understand good melody. Oh, you're a misogynist." I don't know. They'll come at you with anything they want to to fit their narrative. It's 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 wild to me. So yeah, maybe we'll talk about it on Halada Show next week. Unfortunately, no episode this week. Although we do have a lechica, which I have not edited yet. That's my bad. I'll do it this weekend. I just been really busy with these videos i hope you have a great rest of your weekend please catch up with me on instagram i am going to be posting throughout the week some throwback memories uh read the caption that's all i ask all right read the caption because i think the captions really encapsulate what i feel about like my life here and i know i could do it here on this podcast but you know it's it's like a being able to say it on on text is, is is cool too all right that's it have a great weekend and i'll catch you all say it with me later mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 